Welcome to the Live Fit Listens podcast, a safe space of growth, personal development, and overall wellness with your host, Olivia Catania, diving into the realms of all things health, conscious living, mental expansion, and much more. This podcast is designed to help you evolve into your best self and live fit. Let's get into the show. Hello, my sweet loves. Welcome to episode 40 freaking seven of the Lift It Listens podcast. I'm so thankful that you're here. Thank you so much for being here. Just thank you for listening, whether this is your first episode, you're coming to check it out, or if you're an avid listener every single week, I have love for all of you guys. And that reminds me, I wanted to, I'm so happy I remembered this. I wanted to say this and then I forgot to write it down when I was doing the outline, but I'm so happy I remembered it. I also want to say thank you guys so freaking much for 300, over 300 five-star reviews now on Spotify. Literally means the world to me. I can't believe it. And I just think that is so freaking sick. So I just want to thank every single one of you guys that has taken the time to either leave a rating, a review, or like shared this, screenshotted it, and posted on your story or sent an episode to a loved one or a friend or whatever the case may be. Like it means so much to me. Podcasting is a little bit difficult because there's not like an algorithm like there is with like YouTube or Instagram or TikTok. So it's pretty much solely word of mouth for the most part. And like you guys sharing the app, the podcast. So I can't explain to you guys like how much it means to me and how much it does for the sake of the growth of the podcast. When you guys leave those ratings, leave a review, share it with people like it means the absolute world to me. And I just can't thank you guys enough. I wish I could give all of you guys a big hug, but another seam, you guys, I'm on it today. Another seamless, wasn't planning this seamless segue into The fact that there will be an opportunity for me to hug you guys on my Costa Rica retreat and I'm kind of doing rounds between all of my social media platforms. I'm kind of just putting out another reminder to you guys um, about just my Costa Rica retreat that I'm running next June in 2023. I had a spot open up in the first wave. I'm basically hosting two different waves of the retreat. So there's going to be a first group June 9th to June 15th and then the second group that's coming June did I just say those dates wrong? The first wave is June 9th to June 15th. The second wave is June 18th to June 24th, both within of the year 2023. And there was a spot that opened up in that first wave, but that recently got filled again. So that first wave is completely sold out, but there are still seats for the second wave of the retreat for that second week of June 18th to the 24th. And it is basically a week long, so seven days, a very rejuvenative, rejuvenative, restorative, rejuvenating and restorative. Um, just like wellness retreat essentially we're going to be adventuring and exploring all the way through Costa Rica we're kind of going to be moving throughout the country we're going to be hiking volcanoes going to a waterfall visiting an organic farm snorkeling kayaking all that fun adventuresome stuff which I absolutely love and then I will be hosting three different workshops where we'll be doing a group workout a journaling and kind of affirmations and gratitude workshop And then lastly is called Meditation Station, and we're going to be speaking about more so meditation, breath breath work, and it's kind of going to be like a reflective workshop at the end of the retreat to kind of, you know, focus on meditation a little bit and then also kind of figure out some key takeaways that you got throughout the week that you can can then take with you throughout your life once you return home. And that really is truly my intention intention with these retreats. Like I want you guys to enjoy yourself. I want you guys to have fun. I don't want it to feel like this restrictive like field trip. I want it to feel super free flowing. I want you guys to feel like you're on vacation, but with the opportunity to be able to meet me and another 
amazing like-minded individuals. I want to be an opportunity for you guys to make friends, which also is seamlessly fitting into this podcast episode, which I didn't plan. Um, but you know, meet and make friends with like-minded individuals. And I also want you guys to feel very rejuvenated, realigned, grounded again after this week together. And I want you guys to be able to extract practices that we spoke about and that we kind of developed and cultivated and honed in on throughout that week for then to you, for then you to be able to take those into your everyday life once you return home and you can actually take value away from this retreat of living the live fit lifestyle for a week. And so then you can become just be able to live your best life even better once you are home. So if this sounds interesting to you, I will have a link down below to the trip page. It is in partnership with the company Trova Trip. They're the ones that are basically handing all the logistics in terms of planning the actual like vacation of the retreat in terms of like where we're staying, the transportation, the activities, all that sort of stuff. So that link down below will get you to the trip page and that's where you can buy your ticket, which is where you essentially are registering for the retreat. It includes your entire um, accommodation, most stays, transportation to and from the airport, all the activities that we're doing. There are some optional activities that you don't have to do, but you can pay extra when you are buying your ticket to opt into those activities like I know zip lining is one of them that you would have to pay a little bit extra for Um, but what isn't included in your ticket is your trip excuse me your flight to Costa Rica we're going to be flying into the San Jose airport and then some of your meals like I said most meals will be covered but some of them are not and then just kind of free money if you want to be buying stuff for souvenirs and all that sort of stuff everyone is welcome but as of right now it's women ages from like 19 to 28 you have to be at least 18 years old to join the retreat by the start of the retreat. That's another common question that I've been getting. Um, But if you have any questions at all, feel free to DM me on Instagram and I'll get back to you. I truly, truly would love to have you guys. And I am so excited. I know the people that are already signed up are so freaking stoked. Each group are allowed to have up to 20 people. So that's like kind of the limit for each group size. Um, But I'm just so excited to meet you guys. I'm so excited to have just like such a really powerful experience. And I know it's going to be really incredible. And I'm just warning everyone. I know I'm going to be emotional as hell like near the end of the both retreat groups so just letting you guys know that I will most likely be crying because I want to be like how the heck did we just cross paths with all these amazing people and whatever whatever so anyways if you're feeling called to that you can hit the link down below and I'll take you to the trip page anyways I honestly didn't have either of those things in this outline but they just naturally came to my head so anyways moving into the actual episode firstly for my gratitude I have a few things that I'm grateful for and I know these are kind of all similar and they're very basic but something a common question that I get in terms of gratitude is like does it have to be something different every single time like when you're writing down your gratitude list or whatever the case may be and absolutely not like a majority of the time I have so many of the so many things that I'm grateful for I repeat like every single day so don't feel like when you're thinking about you know what you're grateful for or doing like a five you know bulleted gratitude list that you need to have something different and fun and fresh every single time no and if anything I want you guys like what has been most powerful to me I'm trying not to get super tied tangent but I just want to get this point across something that has been so revolutionary for me in terms of like you know it's no secret that gratitude has completely transformed my life but specifically it's gratitude for the mundane small things so it's like the fact that I say I'm thankful for the blue sky every single freaking solitary time that it's a blue sky which spoiler alert in in where I live in Utah just Utah in general 300 out of the 365 days a year have sunshine so like blue skies here are super common but I am still so freaking grateful for it every single day 
day. I get so happy every single time there's a blue sky. Like I just, I can't explain it. I love it. And so, yeah, like I'm saying that I'm grateful for that. 90% of the time I'm doing a gratitude list, like blue skies are on there. So don't feel like it has to be something different or these like super extravagant, meaningful, exotic things on your list. Like it can be something so small. So I have a few things that I want to write down that I wrote down, excuse me, because I had like a little bit of a refreshing. I had to go for a quick 20 minute walk before this because I needed to like realign, get some inspo, you know, you know the vibe. So first thing, I'm very thankful that I've been able to experience different seasons. I can't remember if I've said this before already on this podcast, but like growing up, I always fantasized. It's no secret because I'm like obsessed with Hawaii, but I always fantasized like surfers, like people who grew up as surfers on the beach, like on an island growing up like on Oahu, things like that. And as much as I still like have so much respect and love for that lifestyle, I've learned that I really am genuinely like super thankful. Like a perk of not growing up in an area like that is like I've gotten to experience so many different facets of life, particularly seasons. Like my friends from Hawaii, they've never seen snow before, which like blows my mind. And like right now we're like in the beautiful heat of fall here in Utah. The colors are changing. It's like, I honestly, as much as I love summer, I love me a good cozy, sunny fall day. Like it kind of hits really different. It's so cozy to me. Just like the air is cool, but like the sun is still are still warm and you can like take your jacket off after you're playing. Like I just really like it. And so I'm really thankful that I've been able to experience seasons. I also have written down sunny fall days, which I kind of just tapped into. And lastly, I'm, this is so random, but I'm thankful for the little horses that are near me. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you guys know I post the occasional horse story where I'm petting some horses. Okay. And I don't live in like, I'm not in, there's other towns around me that are more rural that have like horses and farmland and all that, but not where I am, but there's like a couple um, many like barns with horses around me. And I like kind of live like kind of in a neighborhood, but they're just like chilling here. And I love them because when I go for a walk, like I can go pet them and they're so cute and their noses are so soft and they make me so happy and like giddy and like a four-year-old, I feel like a four-year-old when I'm around them and they like come up to me. I'm like, hee hee. So I'm just, I'm really thankful that I have horses around me because they like totally, when I'm going for a walk, sometimes I forget like, oh, that I'm going to walk past them that day. And then I walk past them and they come up to the, come up to the fence and I like get all giddy like I said and they like make my day so I'm super thankful that I have horses near me so there's that for small little things that you can be absolutely thankful for okay now in terms of the actual substance of this episode I'm someone who like doesn't like long intros but I'm always the person that creates long intros because I can't stop talking I just have things to say but anyways I want to speak about in this episode just all about loneliness and how to be alone, but also how tips for like making friends, because I've been getting asked this a lot and I get a lot of questions just about friendships, like in general. Um, and I feel like I don't address them as much as like I am getting the questions, if that makes sense. So I figured we could talk about the whole situation. And honestly, I feel like this has been circulating specifically on TikTok recently. I've been seeing a bunch of videos about feeling lonely in your early twenties, mid twenties, late twenties. And think it's so valid and I kind of have a lot to say on it because I kind of am like a hardcore loner and I don't want to say I'm proud of it but I'm I'm comfortable with it like and don't get me wrong because again I get asked a lot if I ever struggle with feeling lonely and I do and I do not want you guys to feel like it's all sunshine and rainbows over here and I'm like chilling leading a single wolf pack like that's not me like I'm very comfortable with myself and I I say that I'm proud of it in the sense of like because I truly do believe I would rather be alone than surrounded by the wrong people is how I feel and I just 
you know, I would rather be discerning with the people that are in my circle rather than me just kind of letting anyone have access to me and my energy, whether it's draining me or they're having bad influences on me or they're infringing on my boundaries. But, you know, indulging that lifestyle just to say that I have people in my life like that. I just am not a fan of, I'm not an advocate from that. So that's why I kind of am like a part of me wants to give me a pat on the back for, you know, keeping a small circle or feeling like a loner. And I want you guys to at least acknowledge that yourself as well. Like if you resonate with that, if you like feel like you just struggle, you feel like you're a loner just because you struggle to find the right people. Take a second to congratulate yourself of the sense of like, Hey, at least I'm not, you know, just acting completely out of being desperate and letting whoever have access to me and letting whoever into my life and, you know, letting into my energy just for the sake that I'm not alone. Like that, I think is super respectable, super admirable. And I think that's a great foundational first step to then allow yourself to let the right people into your life, which we're going to get into today. So like I said, we're going to speak about loneliness, my tips for how to be alone. um, And then my tips for, for making friends. So that's kind of our mini outline here. And this is an episode that I'm 100% going to need to be taking my own advice for like 100%. And I don't want to come across this episode like, like I said, like I don't struggle with this or whatever, whatever. Like I need to hear this more than anyone. And this is something that I regularly struggle with. And it's something I've really been struggling with, like honestly, in terms of this past year. Last year, I had like a really good, like I just felt like I was way more social last year, but like this honestly just this summer I has been super super lonely I've been alone a lot of the time I have not been doing a lot of social things and half of it is my own sake like I don't know what's really been going on with me but I found myself really pushing people away and I've kind of been struggling to trust people and kind of struggling to know I just have been in my head a lot um in terms of knowing like, is this person good for me? Are they bad for me? You know, do I need to push them away? Cause I need to focus on myself. Like I need to protect and I need to protect my energy and hone in on my energy. Like I can't have other people distracting me. Like it just has kind of been a lot of, I've been in my head about it and I think overthinking a lot of things. So definitely this past, you know, since, since coming home from Hawaii, I felt very, you know, very out of whack and definitely have struggled with loneliness a lot. And I think it's really valid this whole conversation of like feeling lonely in your 20s because you kind of get spit out right after high school and college after being surrounded by peers all hours of the day, right? Even in high school and, and college where in, you know, you have your school day, you have your classes, but then after that you have some sort of clubs, you have sports, you have extracurriculars, like you're kind of constantly surrounded by this sense of community, which kind of is a double-edged sword. Like I know there's horror stories from people in high school, but at the same time, like I think there's a lot of validity in that. Like we are social creatures, like by nature, we are a, a social species who likes this sense of belonging and community. So it is something that is is healthy to us to an extent but then kind of when you get spit out from that in your 20s we're so isolated in comparison to that and throw on top of that the new culture of working from home like are you kidding me like there's so many of us that are just alone all day long and have no reason to go into a workplace to be around other people it's like it's 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 concerning, but it's so valid at the, you know what I mean? I just, to the point, it's like, well, no shit, this makes sense. Why so many people feel lonely. Like we're the most isolated we have ever been. I think as a collective human society species, like, and it's insane. And I think, you know, it's really important now when you're getting to this age, cause also I want to make it clear, which I should have said this to, in the beginning, I'm speaking about loneliness, not in terms of being single. I'm talking about just 
everything, like just not being around people platonically, romantically, community wise, just around even strangers, I think is healthy to a certain extent. You know what I mean? Like just because that's also where you're developing social skills, like having to interact with people or just being surrounded by people you aren't comfortable with. Like I think that in and of itself has a purpose. You know what I mean? So I think it's about you know, up to us now to find community elsewhere. And, you know, like I said, for some people, you write, that's their workplace with their coworkers, or that's them like in the gym. Like for me, I find that sense of community in the gym, but that's because I truly genuinely enjoy the gym and it's something I'm passionate about. But for a lot of freaking people, the gym is something that's on their to-do list, which is okay. And I don't believe that the gym needs to be something that everyone is like, and absolutely in love with. So I think it's important to kind of cultivate and find a space that is rejuvenating that doesn't have to do with something on your to-do list, for example, your workplace or the gym. You know what I mean? Like I think there's really something to be said about finding a place that's just simply meant for play for you to be able to find a sense of community. You know, on top of that, if you are working from home and so you don't even have coworkers and and work to kind of fill that void a little bit, it's kind of like it's even more important to find an outlet uh, or some sort of community that is, you know, all about centered around play and just pure enjoyment where you can still find a community in that. And something else I want to say that I have written down here is like, I just feel like a part of me feels like social media is what makes us feel like we all don't have friends. (laughs) Because like I said previously, like so many people go through this, Like I said, like so many people in their twenties are feeling this exact same way, but not a lot of people talk about it. And I think Uh, just a part of me is like, since it's so common, I'm like, maybe this is the norm. Like this is kind of baseline. Like this is kind of for the most part, I mean, hear me out. Like, cause I'm sure, how do I say this? I'm just saying, I feel like we think that there's so many people who constantly have all these plans surrounded by this huge girl group of friends or all this, whatever, whatever. When really it's like, we all kind of have this same like handful, close group of friends, but social media makes us feel like we need to have more than that. If that makes sense. And like, Because I'll be the first to tell you, like, I do have people in my life. Like, I have close people that I know I can count on, and like, I really value them, and it's a very genuine connection. But I just feel like I still feel like a loner because, like, I look on social media, and there's people who have these big groups of friends who do things every single weekend when most weekends I'm still alone. And like, that's what kind of puts me down. So, that may be something for food for thought where it's kind of just almost this illusion. And even like when we're out and you see other people out, and we just assume that like people are constantly just out and about and have all these plans but something that I realized because I live in an area where there's like a very centered like main street area and so that just yesterday I was out and there was like a ton of people walking around like there's just a ton of people out and it like made me sad because I was there alone and I was like well shit like I really it just reminds me how alone I am and like how I really don't have like just a ton of people at my fingertips but then it hit me I was like hey I don't know for like I really don't actually know if they are out all the time or like for all that I know this might be this person's time like first time out in four weeks you know what I mean like I think my point here is just that I feel like sometimes a lot of our suffering of loneliness is rooted in comparison towards others and what we just assume everyone else's life looks like when really that's not always the truth and it's just an illusion. So that's something that's been helping me like when I'm out and about and I'm like, look at all these people who always have all these things to do. They're surrounded by all these people. Like you don't know if this is an everyday, every weekend occurrence. Like this could be their first time in four weeks to finally getting out and you're just, you know what I mean? And you're like catching them in that moment. More of the story is you just don't know. So you don't need to be making assumptions to then contribute to the your mental, you know, an unhealthy mental state. 
And on top of that, like something that else that makes me feel better when I'm like out and about and seeing all these people is like, I try not to get down on the fact that like, oh, this is reminding me that I don't have a lot of friends right now. I try to look at it as like, oh, this is inspiring me to know that like there are people everywhere. There are people out there and like these people have found community, which means that it's possible for me to find community. So that's also kind of a switch of perspective that helps me a lot as well. So now I kind of wanted to dip into how to feel comfortable being alone because I think this is a million dollar question a lot of people in our generation struggle with it because I feel like we're in the era of codependency so I figured this could be useful and you know like I said as much as I do feel lonely sometimes etc etc I do have a part of me that loves being alone. I think it's the cancer in me and also a little bit of effective childhood trauma, which I realized in my inner child healing, because when I was alone in childhood, that's where there was peace. So I associate being alone with peace and being around other people as kind of chaotic conflict on, you know, unrest, upheaval, which isn't necessarily true. I'm working on rewiring those, you know, subconscious programmings, but that's something where it kind of, that's why I do. I think I will forever find this peace in being alone because growing up, that's where I found peace when I was away from the conflict within my family. But I do know that some of you guys like might be the total opposite from you, right? So like maybe growing up, you felt super scared when you were alone for whatever the case may be. So like, again, maybe this is a, you know, an area for you to look into and see where it's stemming from. Like if you have a true fear of being alone or if you get anxious being alone, kind of take a second to kind of maybe journal on that, reflect on that, dive deeper. Um, And if you're feeling called to that, you can go to my episode about inner child healing where I kind of talk you guys through how to kind of dive deeper into that and being able to kind of connect to certain traumas that you experience now and blocks that you experience in your everyday life and tracing them back to the root in childhood to then solve them and heal them. I think why why it's really important to learn and be at peace and be comfortable with being alone is because what scares me even more, kind of what I was saying in the beginning of the episode, where, you know, at least you didn't choose just surround yourself with random people that didn't serve you just so you weren't alone. Same thing, like if you have this fear of being alone and you really have this uncomfortability of being alone, that's when you're just going to act out of this place of being desperate. And this is where codependent bonds come into play because let's say you're scared of being alone. So you're kind of just will reach out to anyone who's willing to date you or anyone who's willing to be your friend. You know, if there's a very different place there, I say intention is everything. So if your intention to welcome someone into your life is out of a place of, Hey, can you fill this internal void for me? That is going to breed codependency because you are now depending on them to give you a certain sense of fulfillment and you are acting very much so out of a place of lack and from a place of fear and nothing, anything good, healthy or prosperous ever comes from that. Whereas opposed to if you're acting from a healed place and you're like, hey, my cup is filled on my own. I am happy for the most part alone, right? Because I do think also there is value to having a sense of community fill a certain void in you that you can't necessarily give yourself right for the most part, but it's important for you to fill in what you are supposed to fill within yourself. If that makes sense. Cause I'm not trying to completely just debunk the idea that like, Oh, you don't need community. Like you can give everything that you need to give yourself, blah, 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 F everyone. Cause I do think that's kind of toxic in and of itself. Like I said, we are social beings. So it's valid for you to crave a sense of communal connection. Like that is okay. And I don't want you to push that away. And that's something 
something that I pushed away for a long time until I realized that like I'm pouring so freaking much into myself, but there's still some candles within myself that I just can't light. And it's not to say that it's something I'm lacking, but that's just, it's meant to be completed by connection and community around us, right? Like it's literally scientifically proven that we thrive off of a sense of community, even in the physiological scale for our longevity of health. But my point in saying all that is like, you can't look for these external things. I say this every time you can't look for external things to fulfill internal, internal voids. And specifically, like you need to fill up your own cups that are designed for you to fill up. Because my point is, I feel like there's people who have cups that, like I said, you are supposed to fill up those cups, but you are looking for other people to fill up them when really it's your job and it will forever be your job. And I think that's really that's really the fine line of where you're able to develop these really lasting, wholesome, healthy connections are when you're seeking these people and coming into alignment with these people when you are acting from a whole, complete, happy, high vibration state due to everything that you've poured into yourself. So first step number one of how to be alone is to develop a relationship with yourself. I've said this before, but you would feel so uncomfortable if you were forced to go hang out with a stranger all night. So you can't expect to not feel that same way with yourself if you like have no if you are so completely out of touch and disconnected from yourself, like you need to put in the work and time to get to know yourself and to cultivate a relationship with yourself for then for, for being alone to eventually feel at ease. And I, st- I say that over and over again, because it's like the same thing. It's like, we are always distracting ourselves from ourselves, right? From other, from, you know, by hanging out with other people, TV, Netflix, whatever the case may be. So if you don't know who you are, if you don't ever feel the sense of connection and familiarity with the real you, because you've never spent time with you, no shit, it's going to feel really uncomfortable to be alone. And you're going to feel scared. You're going to feel anxious. You're going to feel uncomfortable. So like doing what you can to develop a relationship with yourself is super important. How do you do that? Why do you think I always preach about meditation, journaling, all that sort of stuff? Like you need to explore who you are to help kind of cultivate who you are and, and, help you truly blossom. And like, it's more, the word I'm hearing now is like facilitate. Like you kind of be, you got to like encourage yourself and like facilitate the real you to kind of fully come into fruition by exploring your interests, your passions, sitting with yourself, meditating, journaling, just stop going numb. The biggest thing is just, yeah, stop going numb and just going brain dead to like Netflix, YouTube, TV, dating apps, or whatever other distractions that are like always in our life. Like it's about, you tuning into yourself instead of just distracting yourself and when you are alone and actually getting in touch with yourself and cultivating and developing that relationship with yourself so you can feel comfortable alone. And that's where you'll finally be able to feel peace in this kind of restorative energy when you are alone. And secondly, romanticize your day and your life. And I I think this is huge and this is something that really, really helps me a lot because I like even last night I got so excited to just have my cozy time and like being able to just like get in my bed, even though it was literally a Saturday night at like 8 p.m. I was excited because like I just kind of learned to love the specialty of being able to have this peace and quiet and comfortability like with myself and Also, like I something that really helps me a lot is reminding myself of like this amazing opportunity that I have right now in my life to work on my goals and my dreams and anything that I want to work on completely uninterrupted without any other distractions, like especially someone who this isn't everyone's dream. But for me, like I 100 percent want to have a family one day. I want to be a really emotionally available partner to my husband or whatever life partner, whatever the case may be. And 
I don't I always feel weird saying husband like I always want to say life part husband makes me feel like there's like a role and choose to play when like partner is just like this free flowing like just equal give and take but like you have your own roles just life partner always sounds so much better to me anyways so reminding myself that I finally have this time to completely be selfish is like super super special and I know I know I know I know one day I'm going to look back on this and like wish I seized the opportunity even more so those are some things that helps me just like romanticize and fall in love with this time that I do have alone Next one, find hobbies that you enjoy doing alone. And furthermore, don't feel restricted on what you do just because you don't have someone to do it with. This I think is huge because I think a big source of our unhappiness by being alone is we feel this sense of restriction like, oh, I would love to do this, but I don't have anyone to do it with, right? Like how many times have you said that? I've even said that because don't get me wrong. I think there are a few things that like you kind of need someone to do it with slash we all know it would be more fun to do it with someone that you love. But at the same time, it's like it doesn't have to be that way. And kind of releasing that has allowed me to be able to experience all the things like, for example, Hawaii. That's something that like I would have loved to gone with like my life partner. But I was like, listen, I can't wait around for this person to like waltz into my life for me to like go experience life. And I think the key which we'll get into to calling more people into your life is to living life as if you already feel like living life the same with the same sense of fulfillment that you would feel as if they were already there, right? Like that's the very core principle of the law of attraction, which I'll get into later. But so you can't, keep waiting for these people to come into your life to then do these things that's the same narrative of like oh I'll be happy when like that is bullshit and you can never ever ever be acting from that place in terms of anything including and it applies here so like if you want to go out to dinner but you're like oh I wish I had someone to do it with go out to dinner I did that on Friday I went and got food it wasn't like a like fancy restaurant it was kind of it wasn't Chipotle but that kind of style where you get your food and sit down it's like very casual but like I could have gotten it to go and ate, ate it in my car but like I still just ate it there in the restaurant and just like ate it by myself at the table just like things like that like I wanted to go to the bookstore the other day like I just went alone so I think like reminding yourself of that is very freeing and will allow you to feel less restricted and left like oh this sucks I can't do anything I don't have anyone in my life like you can still live your life with doing things alone next one give yourself what you're seeking others to give you This one I think is freaking huge. And when I find myself yearning for some sort of connection from others for some reason, like I will always try to kind of dissect that and see if there's a way for me to be able to provide that to myself. Again, like I said previously, don't feel like you're wrong for having these voids that you want to be filled by other people in a sense of community think those are totally valid but I'm just saying when you can try to fill up your cup and give yourself what you're looking for so for example like if I'm wanting a sense of just connection from someone else I try to see how I can connect with myself deeper how I can provide comfort to myself if I'm wanting reassurance from someone I try to figure out how I can give myself that reassurance whether that's from you know words of affirmations journaling about it reframing my thoughts I just try to really truly dissect strip it down to the root and say why am I really what am I lacking within myself that's causing me to really yearn for this external thing from someone else going backwards and seeing what I can do to give that to myself has been really really huge and back to what I was saying with like the law of attraction how 
that how that's the very foundational principle of it. Like you need to feel the, the emotion as if you already have it in order to feel and attract more of it. So if you're constantly feeling lack now, you will continue to feel lack, which can prevent you from ever attracting that fulfillment into your life or even worse, even when it does come in, you won't be able to fully recognize it and or you won't even be able to truly feel that fulfillment. So that's why I'm so big on doing what I can to, you know, acknowledging that it's normal to crave this connection from other people, but doing what I can to already feel that connection on my own in order to then be more magnetic to attract more of it by attracting more people into my life. So with that segue, let's speak about some of my tips for how to make friends to kind of close out this episode. I wasn't expecting this to be so long. I feel like I even could be saying more things, but like... I also feel like I've been talking a ton. So anyways, first thing I want to talk about is kind of my true foundational energetic belief in terms of calling any sort of connection into your life, whether that's friendships, you know, mentors, romantic partners. And then I'm going to talk to about more action steps here. But I wholeheartedly believe that like you need to truly completely be your authentic true self if you truly 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 want to attract people who are there for your highest good and who will really resonate with who you are as a person and you need to be doing the work to keep up loving to evolve into your best self to to channel and step into your higher self to truly cultivate a circle that will continue to serve your highest good like you need to be on board with serving your own highest good if you want your people in your circle to also help you serve your highest good and vice versa and have you both uplift each other and you also truly need to trust that your people are coming your way and you know I I just say this over and over again like you need to be authentic you need to be doing what you can to be your best self and then from there you just need to trust that your people are on the way because I just truly believe the closer that you can function and operate and vibe as your highest self in your highest vibration the closer you will ever be to your dream life which includes the people who are meant to be on your life path and like who support your highest good I just believe that through and through like your dream life lies wherever you are embodying your higher self it just is what it is that's why I'm so passionate about doing what you can to be in alignment with your higher self and it's just amazing because you know I, I say that and I know that it's not always the most comforting thing to hear especially when you're someone who is kind of still at that phase where you haven't you feel like you're being yourself you feel like you're putting in the work to be better and you're trying to trust but like you're looking around and you're like live I'm trying to trust but like there's still no one here that I vibe with but I just am here to tell you like you you just have to continue trusting and be more patient which I know isn't always what you want to hear but the thing is that it doesn't happen overnight and you may not even realize that the shift is happening until one day you're like holy crap and I can speak firsthand for this because about a year or so ago is when it really hit me and I was like oh my gosh like my circle has really morphed and not to get too personal but I always kind of get asked about also like friendship breakups, if you will. And like that has happened to me and it's not something I'm always super proud of either. And there's still guilt kind of in a sense and some doubt that I carry with me about how everything kind of went down of if it was the right decision or whatever, whatever. That's still something I'm working through to this day. But there was a really painful period where I kind of needed to shed people that I didn't feel like were in alignment with where I was going in life slash people that I didn't feel like were truly helping me live the life I wanted to live or be the person I wanted to live like they or be the person I want to be like I felt like they were very conflicting energy for me. I feel like they were draining me. 
And, you know, it wasn't an easy decision and, and it was sad. I, I still get sad about it. It's still sad to this day. Um, but like, I'm just trying to say like, there was a time where I felt really in the dark about it and I, it was hard and I felt even kind of more lonely then because I felt like there was something wrong with me. I felt like I couldn't connect to people, but that was kind of that era where maybe there's a lot of you that are in that era right now where you kind of are trying to shed these old people. But now, like I'm trying to say a year ago, it really hit me when I looked at my new circle, like people that I met here in Utah and just the people I was really surrounding myself closely with. I was like, holy, wait a minute. Like I was like, wait, is this what they're all talking about? Because I took a step back. I was like, all the people in my close circle right now are either entrepreneurs or they're looking to be doctors, like super high, like high level career wise as they can be. They're pushing themselves professionally or two, they were super spiritual. A majority of them were super spiritual. They were on their own spiritual journey. They were all about, you know, being your best self, achieving kind of enlightenment. I, that's a too kind of strong of a word. They're just explaining consciousness is what I should say. Um, and like that was super refreshing because I never had spiritual people in my life for a while like I didn't at least and so that was super refreshing and encouraging and that it just hit me where I was like oh my gosh like these people are really like they're fi- my close circle is really like-minded people and I really attracted them where, where I, by being discerning with who I allowed into my life having more boundaries and staying true to me and I actually finally did come into alignment with people that were you know in alignment with me as well they were all super into health and wellness as well which was huge for me they all like to go to the gym And even just more so recently, I feel kind of weird about saying this because it sounds weird, but I mean this in a respectful way in the best way possible. But you like growing up, I was always mesmerized by Hawaii and just people who were from Hawaii. Like I was like, Hawaiians are so cool. Like I would love, I would have loved to been born into a Hawaiian family, et cetera, et cetera. And just even thinking back now to when I was um, in Tahiti, once I got back, it hit me that I was like, I just was I literally just went to Tahiti with all Hawaiians. Like every single person that I was there with were born and raised in Hawaii. And I was like that 15 year old me would have thought I was the coolest freaking person ever hanging out with freaking celebrities. Like, and again, it's like, it's just crazy. Like, and they were all super outdoorsy, love to snorkel, love to adventure outside, like ocean bugs, like all like, I don't know. And it just was crazy. And it hit me again. Like, whoa, like I finally am surrounded by the people that I wanted to be surrounded by. Not saying that the people in my life never fulfilled me. I'm just saying like, just in this new era of life with, with having new connections that weren't kind of just carried over from childhood, it was super refreshing and encouraging to realize myself like, oh, wow, in due time, like I have attracted the people that I've been wanting to surround myself with. It just takes time and it takes you being completely discerning with who you let in and and true to yourself no matter what so in regards to like tangible action steps now firstly you need to put yourself in community environments and what I mean by this is like find hobbies that you generally have an interest in that you like that can involve other people and the beauty of today is like even if you like to read there's freaking book clubs that you can be a part of even though reading is more so an independent activity like there's something for everyone so whether that's the gym dance class art classes there are Facebook groups I don't use Facebook but I know that there's Facebook groups that I recently remembered the whole concept of them so look on there and find 
you know, groups on there that you can join. And I don't know. I just realized there's for a long time. I was like, there's no one here in Utah. I'm super alone. X, Y, Z. And a part of me still believes that. But I also recently kind of was re the hope was re sparked for me. And I was like, wait, there really is so many opportunities, especially with the Internet to connect with people and to have the opportunity to like join different communities and groups like that, whether it's through Facebook or whatever else for you to actually be able to find some sort of sense of community that's surrounded by a commonly pursued hobby Two, just start talking to people and I know this is easier said than done but so much of it is just in our heads like I could go on and on about this but I'm not going to like it seems like such a bigger bear it seems so much more intimidating than it is to just say something to the person next to you like it's really not hard but our socially we have so much social anxiety in our society right now that it seems like this the scariest thing in the world but it's not like it's really not at all and the other day like this is an example the other day that same day with like I said how I ate um, dinner alone at that kind of restaurant thing there was a girl there was people in front of me who like asked me what they think I should get they asked me what they what I think they should get and so we were kind of talking about that then a girl behind me was like oh my gosh like that's totally me too like whenever I come in here I'm always telling other people what to get and I had like a short answer back but it wasn't an answer that I could have it was a kind answer but I mean like it wasn't I didn't do anything to help facilitate an ongoing conversation and like that would have been the perfect opportunity for me to keep the conversation flowing and she was someone my age and I'm not kidding I was standing there in line like you should say something you should say something you should say something to continue the conversation and I just freaking didn't which is an example of me not being perfect, but things like that, like just say anything. Like I could have said like, oh yeah, like what's, what do you normally get here? Like, what's your favorite thing? Like, do you come here a lot? X, Y, Z. Do you live here in, in my town or did you come from somewhere else? Like there's so many different things that you can say that, and the thing is, is like so many of us have more social anxiety than you think. So anything like we think that we say something and the other person is going to have this crazy judgment when they're going to just be focused on what they have to say back to you, to be honest. Like we have all this hypothetical fear of someone's judgment of what you said when like they're worried about their own half of the conversation. Like it's 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 just honestly null and void, to be completely honest. There was another girl at the airport when I was flying back from Tahiti. This is me again exposing myself of me fumbling the bag. But a girl, I was going to a different um, gate for Salt Lake City. And this girl next to me overheard me say that I was going to a certain flight for Salt Lake City. And she was like, oh my gosh, me too. I'm going to be on that flight. And again, I said something back kind, but it didn't, there was there was no room for her to kind of like continue the conversation, if you will. And like that would have been, since she put herself out there to say something, it kind of, I felt like was my responsibility to say something to like keep facilitating the conversation. And I didn't. And after that, I was like, that girl was my age. I should have said something. I could have asked where she lived in Salt Lake. If she lives in Salt Lake or surrounding, blah, 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 blah. blah, And I didn't seize the opportunity. But that's an example of just, just to give you guys hope that there like is opportunity to just speak to people. Gym friends. There's a girl at the gym. She came up to me and just asked me about pull-ups. And that's now we're like gym friends. And we say hi to each other and we talk in the gym. It doesn't need to be something so, so big and scary. Like it can be something so simple. And like you just never know where a conversation is going to lead. And it doesn't need to start with this big foundational deep topic. It can be anything. And then just let it flow from there. Next thing. Put yourself in situations to meet people. Help the uni help 
you. This is kind of what I was saying in terms of like put yourself in community environments. It's the same thing a little bit, but more so in the sense of like you need to get out of the house. (laughs) How else do I say this? You need to get out of the house. You can't expect you can be your best self. You can be, you know, embody all this love, all this magnetic energy. You can, you know, be true to you, be super authentic. But if you're just doing all that in your bedroom and only in your bedroom, the uni can't make someone poof into your bedroom and say, hey, be my friend. You need to put yourself in situations where you have have the opportunity to meet people. So go out to eat by yourself. Like I said, go out into your town. Like I did yesterday, just will walk around main street because I'm at least just in an environment. I went into free people. I was in stores. You're just in a place where there's opportunity for conversation to flow. Three, go to a bookstore. I like to do that too. Go to your gym. Just be out and about so that you can actually come into union with someone and like cross paths with someone. And it's just so ironic because oftentimes we think that We need to sit in our room until we meet someone to then have plans with to meet people. But the step one is actually getting outside of your room. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like we think that we wait to then be able to do something with someone in our room, but you have to get out of your room to then be able to meet someone and then be able to do something with them eventually. So that's a big thing. And last thing that has really helped me, because this is something I greatly struggled with all throughout college when I kind of had an ego. I use that term lightly. I just was very, yeah, I just was way too picky. I was way too picky. And like I said, I struggled with this for so long. And it's that you need to let go of the idea of perfect friends. Okay. And this is with everything in life, whether it's again, romantic partner or friendships, You need to let this idea go that someone is going to be this perfect thing that's going to always be there for every single one of your needs. And I don't mean this in a pessimistic way. I mean this in a realistic way and in a way for you to hold space and have unconditional love for the people in your life. The same way you wouldn't want someone to expect you to be perfect all the time, to always know the other person's needs, to always be what they want when they want it. Like that's not realistic, especially if you're wanting to be able to be free to be your authentic self. You need to allow the people in your life to be free to be their authentic selves, which means that you guys may not always be on the same page all the time, but you can at least still respect each other and hold space for each other in that time because you know that you will eventually be able to merge back to yourself. And so what do I mean on this specifically? I would go through these periods where I felt like I needed someone to be the perfect friend. Like I'm saying, they need to be be able to have fun to go out, but they can't be too much of partiers where they're like trying to do these hard drugs because I don't do hard drugs, but they need to be able to be fun enough to like go have casual time, but like still be disciplined on the, during the week. And like, I don't want to be able to, like, I don't want them to want to go out like every single, like three days a week. Like I only want it to be like once, you know, every two weeks or once every month. And they still need to be like, you know, spiritual. I want them to be open-minded, but I also want them to be like entrepreneurial. Like I don't really want someone to have an, like it just was on and on and on. It's like, you're trying to then replicate you essentially, or whatever the case may be, usually what it is. And it's like, you can't, A, you can't create someone and B, you, there's only one of you. And that's like the, the uniqueness and beauty of you. And so you need to give someone the space to be themselves and you can have someone who is your going out friend. But maybe they're not the person that you call or hang out with Monday through Thursday when you're really trying to be productive. Maybe that's where you kind of create more space with them. You can have your 
inspiring entrepreneurial friend where you call them when you guys are needing a motivational talk or you want to get work done. That's the friend you call. Maybe you have your workout friend, right? Who that's the person that you go to the gym with. It's like you don't need to put all this pressure on people to fulfill all of your needs, all of your roles all at once. And don't feel like you can't be friends with someone just because they don't check off all your boxes all the time. And I think that was something I desperately needed to hear and that was a huge revelation that I had a few years back and it has allowed me to be just more softer and have more compassion with people in my life and give them the space to be themselves just like I'm wanting the space to be myself and I don't think it's fair for you to push someone away or not let someone in because they're not this perfect person in your head you know what I mean like you can you can let them into your life and you guys can serve your purpose for each other and I'm also not trying to have this sound like friends or loved ones need to be this value exchange all the time. Not by any means. I don't believe in that. But I'm just saying like they're also that is a very real component to friendships and loving connections. And so kind of use, you know, creating boundaries where you need to is also really helpful. So I think I'm going to stop rambling here. I feel like I could have gone more in depth in other points. I didn't realize how much I had to say about all of this, but I really hope it helped you guys. And so for the affirmation for this epi, I have, I am in love with my own company and make new connections with others easily. I am in love with my own company and make new connections with others easily. So like I said, I love you guys so freaking much. I hope you guys really enjoyed this epi. I hope you guys got something out of it. And if you are feeling alone, know that you're not alone. We all struggle with loneliness. It's completely normal. Have faith, have trust, and have hope that your people are coming into your life. Stay true to you. Be authentic. Be discerning in your boundaries and the people that you want into your life while keeping an open heart, right, to be able to attract these people into your life. But understand that you can also help the uni help you. So as much as you're doing the energetic work, right, make sure that you're also putting yourself physically and in the 3D in places and in have opportunities for you to be able to actually come into physical alignment and cross paths with these people because that's what's really important as well. It's 222 on my clock. And the last thing that I want to say that I almost forgot about is like back to what I was saying about energetically, you also need to do what you can to remain open. If you believe and keep telling yourself that you are someone who doesn't have a lot of friends, if you tell yourself that you're someone that's lonely, you, I can bet you that you're going to continue to be lonely because that's the energy you're embodying. That's the narrative you're telling yourself. So that's the reality you're going to keep experiencing. So do what you can to keep your right. Have affirmations to yourself. Like how I wrote here, like I make new connections easily. Tell yourself affirmations in the mirror that you can meet new people easily that you come into, you know, union with people easily, all this sort of stuff and rewrite that narrative so that you can open up your energy, keep an open heart space. Cause I will tell you when I'm open energetically, I hands down have more little conversations with people throughout my days. Or if I'm feeling really crappy, I'm in a bad mood. I'm closed off that day. I will talk to virtually no one. Like no one will talk to me because they can feel subconsciously my energy. So if you're wanting to spark those little conversations, if you're wanting the person in front of you in the restaurant to turn around and talk to you, what's going 
going to help facilitate that is by you having this open, loving, compassionate energy that feels welcoming, that feels friendly, that feels inviting. And that's what's going to help call people in and have these little minor, you know, interactions that can lead to then something more. So I love you guys so much. Again, I really, really, really hope this helped. I'm sending you guys so, so much love. Don't forget to check the link down below if you're interested in coming on my Costa Rica retreat with me next June. Share this on your story if you feel called or send it to a loved one if you want to spread this message. I'm sending you guys so, so much love and hopefully I'll see you in the next one. Peace out.